0: some time the cucumber is untold till you soak it in Brine time, everyone. I am Jeremiah Coughlin, and I don't know, should we still call it Brine Time? I guess so. Uh, Join well, just because it's not Pickles
1: specific right now. Like we, we could rename it just for this this week. Had you thought of a alternative name?
0: No, not I a know. decent one. Yeah.
1: I'd stick with Brine Time then.
0: There. <laughs> you put me on the spot, Joe Simons. As everyone can tell by the golden voice, this is uh Joe Simons hi local sports personality handsome man you kind of look like
1: uh i don't know you kind of look like a little rascal today you got your button up shirt and your hat on well i have I have a new setup I have like a work laptop now so I'm on my personal computer i I have like the setup of a twitch streamer in my office and it's it's a little bit overwhelming I'm still getting used to it but yes now that I see myself on camera, I have a little bit of a uh spanky thing going on today.
0: Yeah, it's cute. I like it. Thanks. You look great. Welcome. Thanks for coming back for Let's the f- final episode of Brine
1: Time. This uh, it's, it's it's great to be here. Of this season. Of this season, of course.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows? But yeah, it was kind of, well, we'll get into the pickle report, but it is kind of, I don't know. Do you have a little bit of uh, graduation syndrome where it's like, God, you know, like, by the 50th game you're like okay uh, i think i'm good on uh, you know going out to walker stadium every day of my life and now that it's over it's like <sighs> i'd like to see those guys one more time give me a hot dog you know i mean or sitting no, here
1: good. august 31st i'm good but i think once we hit you know a month or so you know ross and the social team starts putting stuff out and i see some of the memories and talking about Kevin Knight, remembering the thorns going crazy out there and thinking about the good times we had out there. Yeah, I'll get nostalgic, but I try to, it sounds corny, but I I really try to appreciate it as it's happening and then just kind of be done with it once it's over and just get ready for next season. Because, you know, at a certain point you're out there almost every night for like two, two and a half months. And it's Ooh. it's fun, but it's also kind of a grind. You know, we had that stretch where it was like, nine games in 11 days or something like that and by the end of it i was like yeah i could i could use a little time off but it was great it was it was a great season uh the sixth season was better than the fifth the fifth better than the fourth it just gets better every year man i
0: hope so yeah and the first day that we weren't out there i uh i went to the adidas store to try to buy some shoes yesterday and this lady was like hey you're the walker stadium guy I was like, "Oh yeah, like her kid had a rosebud. It's hat on." And I was like, "Nice, that, that's nice. You know, felt good." But also, just trying to buy some shoes. Let
1: me, yeah, please. no please. pictures, please. No, no flash photography. Twenty bucks for an autograph, Sparky.
0: <laughs> no, they were. Uh, it was very nice. That's nice. But yeah, the pickle report. Uh, not
1: a lot to report, but the
0: the rosebuds win. Rosebuds win it all.
1: Rosebuds win it all. Um, Heartbreaking. You know,
0: Heartbreaking for me.
1: A dash, a dash of controversy during the game. I don't.
0: What a way to end it! I mean, I, like it couldn't have gone any other way, right? We. Uh, I don't know how much
1: you want to go into that. I'll let I'll let you decide.
0: Oh, let's talk about okay, it. Okay, great. Mean, we're we're pulling back the curtain. It was, you know, I mean, the last play is a close one at first. The guy jumps to catch it, and I mean, I mean, without, you know, really good video evidence. There's it's it's pretty tough to say to the naked eye if his foot was back on the bag by the time the
1: guy ran it out, right? So I mean God bless Picklebot, but what the hell was taking so long with that call at the end of the game? I mean you gotta you gotta just make a decision at a certain point.
0: And everyone's just sort of standing there. The rosebuds don't you know, they're ready to dog pile. It was just sort of like a like a vibe killer, right? Where it's like we're ready to go nuts. The wild bills still think they've got a shot at this. It just, it was a mess. It was a mess.
1: I, I have to be honest. When we talked about controversy, I had forgotten about the last play and was referring more to your uh, comedian colleague and the Velveeta. Ah,
0: uh, the Velveeta. Yeah. Yeah, the, Vel, the Vel, uh, Velveeta Gate, as it will <laughs> forever be known. Yeah, Velveeta Gate was kind of funny. I think he, I. the reason why I like the way that it went is that, both teams equally sent a representative of a non-playing pitcher and were like, hey, will you go up there and tell them to knock it off? And one came up and they were like, hey, get over it, man. And then the other guy came up like two seconds later and had kind of a different approach and was like, hey, man, can you guys like just knock it off, you know? And and both times everyone was like, whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, it did sort of kind of kill Jake's spirit a little bit, which is good. You know, you need to bring him down a peg.
1: He showed up for one game and was just way out of control, you know. So for like, folks that don't know what we're talking about, it was probably like in the sixth, sixth or seventh inning around that time, maybe yeah, a little earlier in the game. game. Yeah, mid. And, you know, look, they're just trying to give away everything at that point at Walker Stadium. Um, alcohol prices, food prices, everything slashed. And there were still somehow Move boxes. Move out of- time. Moving there was on. there was boxes of Velveeta left from the cheesiest night in baseball history. I don't know how there was any boxes left, but there were. And so Jake decided that he was going to give them away to people, and it started very innocently, and he was handing them out to the crowd, and then it got a little momentum, and the crowd, which was actually a pretty good crowd. It, it, yeah. it was a good crowd, but they got a little rabid once Velveeta entered the equation, and they just started storming the party deck, which is where Jake was, And then Jake, of course, was feeding into this, getting them more riled up. And this was continuing while at-bats were happening, while pitches were being thrown. There was no sort of break or interjection. So for a whole half inning, Jake Silverman just continued to talk constantly about (laughs) Belita. He had his
0: back to the game. I mean, he had no idea what was happening. There was no regard for for any kind of, uh, you know... Whatever you etiquette. That's the word I'm looking for. for Etiquette as far as that goes.
1: I got I got two, three bourbons in me at that point. I'm having a great time with it. I'm I'm trying to save batters' names and 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 keep Jake in check, but also like, you know, do your thing, Silverman. Enjoy. It's it's the last time we're gonna be out here for 10 months. So just kind of do your thing. And like you said, a Wild Bill player came up, a Rosebud player came up. And then Jake had to orchestrate Dizzy Bat. So I guess it was in the top of the fifth inning this happened because then Jake had to run Dizzy Bat in the middle of the fifth. and He had to walk to the Wild Bills dugout after he was just accosted by a 19-year-old player. And mm-hmm. uh, then I guess the manager told him to, to take it down a notch or two. And look, it, it, it became civilized enough to finish the game. It was a lot of fun. But like I, like I was talking to Kevin about, people remember the Velveeta being passed out in that fashion. Like, that will be an indelible memory from the Wild Wild West League championship.
0: Right. Well, and that's kind of how Wild Wild West League games were all season. Uh, I think you you weren't at a ton of the the Wild Wild West League ones, but there was always kind of like a, something like that Grandpa Jerry thing. That was a real thing that happened at, like, one of the games where there was just no energy and there was not a lot of people. And then literally it was this guy's 86th birthday. And so we just kept going back to it, you know, and anything that would happen, I'd be like, man, I wonder what Grandpa Jerry thinks about that. And so I just kept throwing it around this. And, you know, like you said, that's a, you know, I don't know who won that game. I remember uh, it was a Gherkins and I think Wild Bills game because that was the game where uh, Sean Alvarado broke the bat. Um, But other than that, I remember Grandpa Jerry and people remember Jake and his Velveeta, right? Um, But there is, yeah, there's the element of, uh, You know, the guys that just want to, you know, we took the wheel away. We kind of had done everything we could to be like, okay, this is just. Mild Wild West League
1: baseball, but.
0: The mild, wild, mild, mild wild
1: West League. I like that. Those are games without the wheel.
0: Yeah, we took it down a notch, but then, you know, literally having a guy screaming about Velveeta and yeah, people people were going nuts for it. So what are you going to do?
1: Whenever we do our post mortem on the season, and I would hope that we are involved in that conversation, I have I have, have many thoughts on the wheel and 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 how we can improve it. It's all it's all yeah. geared toward the defensive um, disadvantage. Everyone is like three balls is a walk. Start count two and one. Runners start on second. Let's get a little advantage for the pitchers. How about we start zero and one on a count? You know, have have something yeah. like that happen. I if want you one hit a where guy. Can...
0: It's an out.
1: Exactly. Play it off the net. The net is a live ball. I love it. Just dudes getting plunked. Peg him in the <laughs> every, butt.
0: Yeah. Every guy who gets hit. No no headshots, but every kid exactly. who gets hit, that's an out. Yeah. Keep it clean. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they'll be open to hearing it. Yeah. The the wheel, um, yeah, we, we cut it down for the playoffs and um yeah, not the bury of the lead here, but the rosebuds are the wild wild Wesley champions. Congrats. It was a good game. It was they had to come back and win it It was a uh, uh, sort of, you see that same kind of attrition that happened in the West coast league where, you know, the wild, wild West league, uh, the wild bills didn't have their starting catcher. And, you know, like that led to some defensive miscues and that kind of thing. And even um, just seeing, you know, like the guys who had been there in the beginning of the season weren't there um, when it comes down to, you know, what some schools have already started. And we're, you know, we're a week out on other schools, right? There was yeah. That kid, Jonathan Stone, said, I got to go to school tomorrow at 9 a.m., right? So, but yeah, Rosebud's win. So their first season is a championship season. So that's exciting.
1: Congrats. Actually, that just reminds me. I, I took like 20 pictures hol- hol- holding the MVP trophy. I got to get my hands in a couple, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were near the trophies before the game and we had uh, had some fun with with the photography there. Mm hmm yeah i uh
0: i don't know how long you stuck around
1: um longer than I should have probably
0: yeah I saw some of the photo ops and I was like, yeah you know it's
1: time to go yeah
0: i was i was good
1: lace so. was there she 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 definitely pulled me out of there right yeah
0: <laughs> well that's the uh the rose the rose report rosebud report pickles, 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 pickles. Pickle of the Week. Pickle of the Week. I mean, he's half Pickle, half Robot. He's Picklebot. right. I don't know. Am I misgendering Picklebot? Is Picklebot a man? I don't know. I don't think robots
1: have genders. Eh,
0: Bender on Futurama was definitely a guy.
1: It's true. Well, they eat old people's medicine for fuel.
0: Where will you be when the middle-handed ones come for you? Uh, because <laughs> robots are strong. Uh, that's probably my favorite skit of all time. It's really yeah. good. Picklebots, the much um, maligned. You know, I was gonna say it, but I was like, well, I don't know if I want to throw shade on.
1: Oh, uh, picklebot was maligned. You can say it. I mean, picklebots never wrong, but that doesn't mean that picklebots a crowd favorite. People hate it. They were. I love uh, I think it was about the seventh inning. I jumped in, folks. What do you think of picklebot's performance tonight? And there was just. Unanimity among the crowd. There was no one dissenting. It was all Picklebot sucks. We're booing loud. We hate Picklebot. And I loved it.
0: It really brought the folks together. Either side of the aisle. You know, it didn't matter. Wild Bills, Rosebud, you know, Republican, Democrat. Doesn't matter. Yeah. the, uh, The unity. But, well, I mean, it made for an interesting season with the Wild Wild West League. I think people knew what they were getting into when they got into it, or maybe they didn't. But either way, I mean, it is what it is. It was
1: a gimmick, a ploy. Uh, I, don't I love agree. it. Yeah. I, I would not change a thing as an objective bystander who just wants to have an entertainment product, which. To be honest, that probably makes up not a huge percentage of people that are watching the Wild Wild West League games. Yeah, like it's a, it's lot a, parents, lot a lot of parents, a lot of family
0: members, a lot of moms and girlfriends. That's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, but you know what? You are getting this platform to play on. You're getting a crowd that's drinking beer, being rowdy. You have you know music set up. You've got comedians in the mic. You've got a lot of stuff going on that's very very cool. And it's like this is part of it as well. We're not going to pay an umpire. We're going to have a pickle bot. And guess what? The strike zone is wide. Swing, swing. You got to swing, kiddos. I thought it was great. Hopefully people are less pissed off next season because I don't think pickle bot's going anywhere. I think he's going to be rebuilt. He's going to be stronger and the strike zone's going to be wider.
0: Hopefully. Yeah, he's a little more autonomous, right? They get him uh, walking around
1: out there. That'd be awesome. I mean, that what if he just crushed some kid, you know? Uh, I hope Alan, Alan spends $50,000 on a real robot for next season. Yeah.
0: Did you see Jake Paul's robot? No. When he fought Tyrone Woodley. Oh man. I'll, I'll, I'll find it and show it to you. I don't know. It's literally, it's Dave Portnoy from Barstool and Mm -hmm. some guy I I've never seen before in my life. And Jake Paul is like getting ready to go fight Tyrone Woodley. And he's like, yeah, it's a real robot. That's not a guy. There's no guy in there. And he's like, I mean, a guy has a remote control somewhere. And it was literally like touching the rafters of the room they were in. And it was a huge, it looked like, I don't even know how to describe it. It, it was a robot. And it walked away. And And the dude who was standing there, he looks at Portnoy and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> I, if, if that is what we can turn Picklebot into, then I'm all for it.
1: I'm for it too, but I think the youngins might be terrified if that's you know we have cushy cozy Dylan you know Gigi running around maybe Venny's circulating the park And <laughs> picklebot V3 is an actual robot like from iRobot that the is. the ground
0: shakes when it comes in hello yeah. Jimmy
1: yeah no good
0: I'm in, I'm into it but you know going back to the product right I mean um, these kids are they're getting a chance right they're getting to play they're they're you know, whatever you want to say about the wheel and pickle bot and everything else. At the end of the day, you got to play, you know, 27 games or whatever, whatever it was for the wild, wild West league, uh, you know, honorable mention for pickle of the week, going to Evan Olson, uh, a kid who they said at the end of the game, as, as they were getting the trophy, he said, Oh yeah, I talked to the coaches and you're going to be a pickle next season, you know? And that's, that's a huge deal. It's fantastic. And that's the opportunities that they're getting. Right. So it's like, Hey man, you get better. You get up to the West coast league. You know, you get two umpires, still not a full umpire crew, but you're going to get two umpires. Are they any good? No. But are they better? Are they somehow better than Picklebot? Probably not. But guess what? (laughs) You're going to get a chance to play at that level. So, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's pros and cons of all of it. Uh, Either way, Picklebot, he's a pickle. He's a robot. He's a strike calling machine. uh, Very indecisive at very high drama moments of the game.
1: That is my favorite part.
0: That I, wasn't the only time. There well, no, was a couple it, other times.
1: Except for the game being decided, I do typically enjoy when there is a long delay between the ball being thrown to the catcher and the call being made. And especially, I get I get a very perverse pleasure out of the kid flipping the bat when he's running to first on a full count, and he's about halfway to first base, and Picklebot just comes out with the strike three, you're out, and everyone just goes, ah, I love those moments. Yeah. Well,
0: that's probably just you. That's a just Joe thing. I
1: don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think I'm alone. I hear Alan Miller chuckling in the background. It's not just oh, me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So pickle Bot's pickle of the week.
1: I am gonna eat a pickle yeah, what are you mostly eat?
0: just because I'm hungry. Uh, Joe decided not to participate. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Let
1: me just throw you under the bus.
0: Uh, Joe refused That's to true. participate. Jeremiah in gave this to me,
1: and I threw it in the trash.
0: Uh, these are the Mount Olive munchies. I we did a packet of these earlier in the season, and they were uh, they were the dill chips, and these are the petite. They're little. Look, it's like a just a little, almost a gherkin. Oh look,
1: hmm. looks like Jesus. <laughs> Is Mount <laughs> Olive is Mount Olive a local company?
0: I don't know where Mount Olive's out of. Let's look. Mount Olive, North Carolina. So mm. that's a big no. Mm. Um, yeah, made from the corner of cucumber and
1: vine, which is a great. That's a great joke. These are good. Talk me through it. Yeah, what's what's going on in your mouth uh, right now?
0: They're made with uh, made with sea salt, and they're very similar to the chips. They were very uh yeah munchies, the portable pickle, and it's a good kosher dill pickle there's not too uh not too vinegary, mm. it's got a good salt content and uh does it yeah, yeah Kay. yeah, this one's got a little stem on it still
1: hmm. do you now do you eat the stem?
0: I'm gonna go ahead and eat the stem, sure, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, so if you see these in the store. For whatever reason, it's just a little envelope of pickles. Portable, delicious. Mount Olive Munchies. Made by a robot. That
1: was the other reason. You know, these envelopes. Well, well wait a minute.
0: What it- they're sealed right up by a, probably some kind of automated system.
1: What are you, you going to give it?
0: Oh, uh, that one? That's like a, maybe a triple. Wow! I could eat those. And they're versatile. I cut them up. I put them on my cheeseburger. It was a turkey burger I made on the barbecue last night. And they were delightful. A triple. Man. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive.
0: Not not the best pickle I've ever had. We're still waiting. You know, one of these is going to be a home run or Grand Slam. We've had some real dog turds for pickles this season. We've had some, we've had some real bad ones. Whatever you can figure is the worst outcome of an at bat. We've had some of those. But these ones are good. Yeah, I could eat these. I like the I like the chip ones too. So Mount Olive Munchies. Pickle bot. Honorable mention to Evan Olsen. New pickle future pickle of the week. Congrats. Pickles. (laughs) Let's go, Pickles!
1: Hey folks, this week's brine time is brought to you by Kraken Strength. Never heard of them? Well, Kraken Strength is the premier strength and conditioning facility in the Portland area. They offer group fitness classes, advanced competitive and sports specific training. At Kraken Strength, you'll find a community of fitness, knowledgeable staff, and the support you need to successfully meet your goals, no matter what level of fitness you're starting out at. They're located in Tigard, Oregon, and you can check them out at krakenstrength.com. Be sure to tell them the Brine Time Boys sent you.
0: House Wine is a proud partner of Brine Time. Lovingly produced in Walla Walla, Washington by winemaker Hal Landvoit. For every case sold of their Rainbow Edition Sparkling Rosé, $2 is donated to the Human Rights Campaign. Thank you to House Wine for your support of Brine Time. Fear and Loathing in Tacoma is the newest podcast from comedian Jeremiah Coughlin, where he interviews rock stars, comedians, and generally interesting people about their psychedelic experiences. New episodes every Friday. Check it out on Podcast Republic, iTunes, and everywhere you get your podcasts. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes terrifying, always interesting. This is Fear and Loathing time now for inside the jar joe and i are joined by dj ba on the party deck quite the uh exciting little interview we put together here just gonna play this in its entirety and hope no one said anything too inappropriate
1: good luck joe
2: Championship really? yeah. collection. Run on down and get it, folks. Yeah, so that, are you recording? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just farted. Welcome into the brine. Oh, wait. I don't know how to get this close.
2: Inside
0: the Jar. Welcome inside the Jar. Joe Simons, co-host. B.A. Baracus. Hello. The official DJ of the Portland Pickles and well, Wild Wild West. Well, the, um, the pre-game DJ. Yeah, the pregame DJ. You're yeah. down there on the concourse, yeah, hanging out with the game. people,
2: playing for the concessions. You're a stadium. man of
0: the people, yeah. twisting the night away. Yeah, we're recording live at the Wild Wild West League Championship game. It's what now, four to two Wild Bills over the Rosebuds.
1: By the time you're listening to this, you'll know who has won. That's
2: true. The wild Wild West no, League Championship. but we don't know that right now. We don't know. This is live podcasting.
0: That's how it works. BA, what the hell is your name?
2: Brian Scott Anderson
1: I figured it was a Brian Anderson yep I
0: was I thought it was B.A. Baracus, but it also stands
2: for bare arms bare arms yeah so when did you adopt this look uh 2013 do you remember the moment or was it gradual no it was it was uh, one of my sleeves just came off my shirt at work one day I had a cheap t-shirt on and all of a sudden I took the other sleeve off and I was like this feels comfortable and uh, next thing I know I was doing it all the time wow it also, annoyed, it, it also annoyed one of my coworkers, which kind of made it even more fun to... What you know, happened to them? They, they ended up quitting eventually. They quit because you're bare arms? <laughs> yes. They couldn't take it anymore? Yes. It's, no, it's not exactly why, but yes. I'm and you're yes.
0: you're a doctor, right? <laughs> you're yes. a pediatrician. No wonder. I mean, those nurse practitioners are sticklers for having sleeves on your arm while you're administering the shots to the kids his report
1: with the children is unbelievable
0: he's like a patch adam yeah he's match match adams what's
2: what do you do uh for your day job eh? i work in a warehouse uh shipping and receiving great
0: great how did you end up being the official pregame dj of well the portland pickles I'm, and the wild wild West i'm really good friends with uh dj quarterback Wow. DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback New York Jets. He's I right don't there. worry, can we, can edit. we can edit. that. But I'm care. gonna leave it just so he, he doesn't listen.
1: Look, folks, I'm gonna uh, pull back the curtain okay. inside the jar. BA had a sausage that's not totally agree oh, with him. He's hot. playing through it. Spicy, Whoa. very spicy. So, did Colleen, the goddess of concessions here at Walker Stadium, did she introduce
2: a new item? No, it was a rogue item. Oh, it was the
0: spicy hot link with nacho cheese.
2: Yeah. Oh, What? one of the concession stands people came up with? Oh, Rafa. Yeah, yeah, Rafa's he's badass.
0: Uh, all right. So, DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. Oh, I knew it was that guy's phone. I knew it the whole time. Congratulations on getting your phone back, sir. I knew it was you the whole time. Very recognizable. I think I...
1: I guess his age. is in mid-40s. I think that's right.
0: Yeah. Lace, well, mid-40s? Mid-40s.
1: Oh, Lace is <laughs> higher.
0: <laughs> Classic. Higher than that.
1: Classic Lacey.
0: Okay. So, let's get uh, yeah, let's stick we're with the. We're outside the, the jar. We're, we're we're
2: outside the jar. Outside we're the inside the jar. Yeah. the jar now. Let's, okay.
1: uh.
0: How's your experience been this summer?
2: I have a, the DJ. I've had a blast. Pre-game. I love DJing before the games. It's so much fun. I love interacting with the fans, I love interacting with the concession stand people, the merch mm-hmm. people. Like it's I just love being down there on the you know, on the ground, just watching people come in. And I get to oh. see old friends come by every once in a while. So it's cool. Are you sad that it's over Very or do you sad. just
1: treasure the memories that you I'm made? gonna
2: treasure the memories and I'm gonna, you know, keep on keeping on.
1: We've been talking a lot about what has been our favorite night. And I personally Absolutely. love the Kevin
2: nights Kevin, Kevin Knight. Knight was good. Velveeta nights. Velveeta, Velveeta cheesy nights. Portland weird nights. I mean, it was, it was this year I had a lot Jeremiah of nights.
0: Coplan nights was probably my favorite.
2: Well, for you that was every night you were here. Oh. Wow. We really need that next I'm an year,
0: attention holder, <laughs> Next year
2: instead of Sam Elliott night, we gotta have uh Sam Elliott Smith night, I think. Oh How
0: many people, people still, can cut their wrists? I wouldn't yeah. well the
2: infield. He made some good music too.
1: Right. It's an Oscar nominee uh, and a Portland icon.
0: All right, I okay. I didn't know I was going to get a nerve. Joe. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I guess he probably didn't know he was going to either. Right. Hey.
2: Let's, still, uh, we still don't actually know if it was suicide or not. Could have been somebody could have killed really him. I here. was going to say this is this is oh, a great okay. light okay. topic. Way outside it's inside the jar. the jar. We're getting little conspiracy theories going on here about Elliot Smith. What did you say your favorite night was? Um, I'm gonna say, um, I liked Future. I had a fun time on Future Night. Oh,
0: Future Baseball Night is always a crowd pleaser. But
2: I mean, there were so many great nights. But I'm gonna go with Future.
1: I'm confused as to why the Wild Wild West League teams don't like
2: what we're trying to do. I don't understand it. Well, is it? it is it? <laughs> they're the, they're they're the they're the beginning of it. They don't. They, they don't see it. They don't appreciate. They don't it. see the. They don't see the they're picture. They're inside they the field, and we're outside the field, and we can see a little bit more of the game. We have the we're thirty thousand foot yeah. view, That's
1: and they're totally locked much.
2: in, right? They're just trying to play ball, and they're, like they're used to what they're used to. Sure, they've been playing their
0: whole life with no wheel, no fat guy making fun of them the yeah. whole time.
1: They've never had a Jeremiah. They've never had a Jake Silverman trying to give away Velveeta mm-hmm. during at bats. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now it's happening.
1: Two 19 year olds came and yelled at him. It was great. Yeah. What,
0: uh, what would you say when you're down there playing the spinning the tunes you got a go to? You got
2: you, oh, I got a bunch of go-to's. You,
0: what tell me give me one song. Um, that you couldn't be couldn't be a pre-game without a uh,
2: spinning there's a few I got a few. Uh the Surfer Jets doing uh, oh, Toxic, yeah. Surf version of Toxic. Okay. Um, the yeah. Britney the Britney Spears smash it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I got the Guitar Ranchula's version of um No, it's another cover of um the What Is Love? But it's, but it's a Western Dirty style rock. version of it. Who sings, my... who sings the original?
0: Dirty Vegas? No, I don't know. Hadaway.
2: Hadaway. Nailed it.
0: Hadaway! I'm now Hadaway!
2: But but on uh, but on Wolf on Wolf Wednesdays I like playing uh, Poodle with Mohawk by the Cheeks. Oh, I like that. The That's Cheeks. Good. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I I have a question. I've been dying Let's to ask.
2: Ba. What's your favorite Tom Cruise film? Well, it's got to be. Um, those runners ahead, baby boy. Um. What is the? Uh, I have a guess. What is the one? It's not. It's not Top Gun. It's the. It's the. The. the uh, right nascar version of it oh, days of thunder days of thunder really days of thunder i was gonna say cocktail i've never seen cocktail you've never seen the movie cocktail no i've never i've never
1: alabama it. slammer
2: colvin's law this yeah. for breakfast drink it be golden you would love cocktail i will watch it yeah you never seen it no I, i've never gotten around to it. my, my tom favorite cruise? tom cruise movie yeah
1: Oh boy, Color of Money probably. That's color of Money one. is pretty good. Days of Thunder
2: all day. Days of that, Thunder.
1: That's what VA said.
0: Days of Thunder. I, I, used to watch, I used to watch Top Gun and Days of Thunder back to back when I was a kid. I was like, I'm going to be a fighter jet pilot and then a race car driver. If you were like, yeah. I'm going to be a
1: fighter
2: jet, that's a more interesting conversation. I
0: want to be on it.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's good. He didn't bump you, he rubbed you. That's right. Rubbins <laughs> racing. Yep, Robin is to, racing. We used to take
0: our bikes down to the track by our house and Really, because the kid across the street, Alden Hamilton, his dad, his stepdad was a stock car, like a local, he had a stock car. Oh, wow. So, we were into it. Like, we went to the races every weekend. Sure. Then Days of Thunder comes out, and we're just down there smashing our bikes into each other. That was
2: ribbon And just, like, bloody faces, you know. Good times. Yeah. I love how violent this, uh... Hey, this episode's becoming. That's you know, like, uh, the way it works. Yeah. Way it works. So, BA, are you back next year? Are you locked in for next year? I, yeah, I hope so. I hope. I hope so. Um, so. I, I think. I think. I think my contract is going to be out. Pickle! Uh... All
1: right. So we're in the championship of the Wild Wild West League. And um, there was a very exciting play. There was a pickle that occurred between third base and home.
2: And we now have a one-run
1: game, and I'm the only one still at this interview. And I think B.A. and Jeremiah are coming back now. Really, the color of money is
2: not so much a Paul Newman movie, but a Martin Scorsese movie. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Well, Paul Newman is an amazing. Actor. I mean, he's he's the stuff. He's the I stuff. I really like that movie. Is I, bad bad. That was, you yeah. know, I like that movie. There's a lot of angles. There's a lot of layers to it. I mean, he's in my favorite all-time movie, which is The Sting. Yeah. Hands down, favorite movie. Never oh, seen it. Oh, my God. Do yourself a favor and watch it. I like cinema. Wow. Robert Redford's in it as well. Sure. Yeah. Great. He's in most movies.
0: What was the big answer on coming back next year, B.A.? Oh, yes. If,
2: if, they, if they will have me, which I'm pretty sure they will, I'm coming back. Well, you work cheap. Yeah. It's true.
0: Okay. Well, we Do have you guys to we want talk to talk what our salaries oh, are oh.
2: on the microphone. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> let's, all,
0: let's all lay it out on the table. Let, uh, let me, let me take another sip of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the salary. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us inside the jar. We've been trying to get y'all here, but...
1: DJ
2: BA.
0: DJ BA doesn't own a lot.
2: I'm trying to process the rest of my pay, my body right now. And the BA stands for Brian Paul Thomas Anderson. (laughs) We learned that
1: today.
0: time, Brian.
2: Taylor Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, BA. Yeah. Thanks Thanks. for having me.
0: Appreciate it, buddy. (laughs) Alright. Midflicks. Midflicks. Joe Love. Yeah, that's a Wayne's World uh, reference. Oh, Party man. time. Excellent. Jeremiah. The natural. Yeah. So I have to, you know, I'll I'll start with a little bit of a brag that I did buy myself a seventy-five inch TV uh over the weekend. Congrats. And so this was the second movie. We watched a, a kind of a really weird movie called Uncle Frank. I don't know if you watched Uncle Frank on Amazon Prime.
1: I've yet to see Uncle Frank.
0: Yeah. I mean, watch it. Watch it. It's, it's okay. important. But uh, yeah, it's got some good people, you know, some uh, Stephen Root in it, who's one of my favorite people sure. in the whole wide world. But The Natural being the second movie ever to be shown on Tanya, my new television. Tanya. Tanya vibes. TV. Sure. Uh, it's a it's a bad movie, right? I it's mean, is really the bad. Consensus.
2: It's so here's sp- the thing.
0: I don't understand how it, people love it. It's like a classic. It's a one of the best baseball movies ever made, according to people. And then you watch it and it's like. What? This is like a make believe. I uh, There's a fake Babe Ruth. There's a fake baseball team. There's so many things about it that don't make any sense.
1: Despite a world-class performance from Wilford Brimley as the manager.
0: He's so good. He reminds me of my old boss. That's a Dave Beck. Yeah, he's very good.
1: He's tremendous in this movie. He drinks that brown water out of the (laughs) And he doesn't really complain. Okay, so this movie was nominated for four Academy Awards.
0: That's what my wife said. She was sitting there and she goes, Four Oscars? Yeah. How? Yeah. She went to bed before any of the good stuff happened.
1: Well, I don't know. So I have a theory about this movie. And I could be wrong, but this movie was made in 1984. So what I suspect is that the rhythms and beats of this movie are basically the archetype for most sports movies That come after it. So I think we're looking at it through the prism of people who have seen dozens and dozens of sports movies with the exact same beats, right? There's the team that stinks, there's the thing that happens, there's the montage of them being good, there's then the thing that happens that's the controversy and the bad. And then in the end, they all come together and win the big game. Like, I don't think before this movie that was necessarily a common thing. That was happening in sports movies because 84 you're talking what 37 years ago and now that's just very very common like you see this movie improved upon through the years but I think probably at the time it was viewed as somewhat revolutionary and as a result that is why it is viewed as a classic even though now you watch it and you're like what the hell is going on in this movie like all of a sudden. So Michael Madsen is like the star of this baseball team before Robert Redford comes on it. And he's going out for a fly ball in right field, runs into the fence. And literally the next thing you see is a newspaper spin on the screen. It shows that he died. He just dies like out of nowhere in this movie. It's a very weird twist. And there's little things like that all throughout. Ralphie's dad from A Christmas Story is in it. And he's got this trick eye. Um, there's just all kinds of Robert Redford is just, is, is the, the star of the movie. Robert Duvall is in it. Kim Basinger, Glenn Close is an A-list cast, but it's just, it's a bizarre movie, Jerry. Barbara Hershey. Yeah. There's so many. Barbara Hershey. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, well, I do. I'm going to spoil it. Like if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. But I'd never watched this movie from beginning to end. I knew of it. I'd never seen it. I did fall asleep in the middle. Uh, it, it got, it got, it was a little long. I felt like this movie could have been 45 minutes, but at the same time, there are parts of this movie that I really relate to and that I really, I, I loved them. Um, but then, you know, like the black veil and then she shoots him. It's such a weird thing that happens. And you're just like, I, I literally said out loud, I go, she shot him. <laughs> Like, it was such a strange thing. She pulls his black veil down yes. and says, are you going to be the best ever, Roy Hobbs? And then she shoots him yeah. for no reason at all. Why? There, there appears to be no, no rhyme or reason to her shooting him. Um, You know, as far as the guy running through the fence, you know, obviously the, the movie ends, he hits a home run that hits the lights. And I, I, as I was finally, I was telling my wife at the end of it, I was like, she goes, well, what happens? I go, he hits a home run. It blows all the lights up. And she goes, did everyone catch on fire? She was like, because it was just so strange, like the whole thing with him, you know, I don't know, with him getting shot. And then there's this element of it, like it is supposed to be in, I don't know what time period, the 30s. Yeah,
1: like pre-World War II, I think.
0: Yeah, it's sort of the vibe you get. Like I said, there's a fake Babe Ruth, there's a fake baseball team. There's all these things like there's there. They talk about the Chicago Cubs, the Philadelphia Phillies. But then there's this fake team called the New York Knights. It's like, well, why don't you just make them the Yankees? Yeah. Um, but the. I lost my train of thought, but the thing. <laughs> oh, the things that I do, the things that I do relate to. About yeah, you said movie, you
1: like some stuff about this movie.
0: I, the things that I do relate to. And I think part of it is because of the time era. And now that it's. We live in the information age. And so in this movie, they're like what happened to this guy, right? He shows up 16 years later, and they're like, and I'm like, can't you just Google it? Nobody knows what happened to this guy. Why don't you just ask him? That was another weird part to me where he, it was like he didn't want anybody to know what had happened. Why? Some lady shot you for no reason. Like, wouldn't you make that part of your comeback
1: story? But it becomes this weird secret that he has. Yeah, it's not like he, you know, Dodge the draft or something like that, something that wouldn't would, yeah, would fill you with shame. Yeah,
0: it was so there was like, of course, this, like I said, this information age part for me where it's like, just call like ask his friends. I don't know, someone has to have known what happened to him. Yes. Um but then yeah, there's just like uh that part of the kind of uh redemption story, right? Where he does disappear for this amount of time, which Robert Redford is 48 years old when they make this movie. Yeah. So even if he had disappeared for 16 years, that means he was 32 and now he's 48. I mean, just the fact that in the beginning of the movie, him and, uh, uh, what's the other Glenn close close who are supposed to be like kids and they don't really show their faces, but it's like, Oh God, these people are old. Right. Yeah. And it was kind of like that suspension of disbelief. Uh, it was like, um, De Niro and the Irishman, right? Where you you see him trying to beat that guy up. I kind of had the same issue with Redford doing any
1: kind of sports activities. Well, don't get it twisted. For a 48-year-old man, that is, that is yeah. a damn handsome man. Oh, he looks great. But I hear what but, you're saying.
0: So here's the part I do like about it. I didn't start doing comedy, which is my job, my passion, what I want to be when I grow up, until I was 30 years old. And I do sort of, I do relate to that, you know, like people are like, man, this is when people retire from this, not when people start this. And then, you know, there's like that element of people thinking that Roy didn't like pay his dues, even though he'd been through something, you know, very hard. Right. And so with me, it, you know, I didn't get shot by a lady, but, you know, I, I was, yeah. I was, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, I had a different life that than before I started doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she says that in the movie, Glenn Close, the, the beautiful Glenn Close, uh, she says. Um, uh, we have two lives, Roy, the life we learn with and the life we live after that suffering was is what brings us up towards happiness. All it taught me was to stay away from it. Away from it. I am sick of all I have suffered. Okay, so, yeah, like that's a good quote. Like when I heard that was like the one quote in the movie besides all of the Wilford Brimley stuff. I mean, he he's he's hilarious.
1: He's throwing heaters the whole movie.
0: And yeah, what is the Somebody calls somebody like. uh, There's like all these insults, like with the fake Babe Ruth thing and then uh, even the Michael
1: Madsen character. But they're great, like. They're great old timey insults. I can't yeah. remember any, but they're really He's good. He's like, get on up here, cheese legs. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Like, I'm not gonna say that I didn't enjoy aspects of this movie, but you hear about this as one of the best. Like when people talk about the best sports movies, they throw out Hoosiers, they yeah. throw out, you know, probably like Remember the Titans, a couple of other ones that are more recent, and then the natural always comes up as well. Slapshot is probably in there. And, you know, when you have that sort of expectation going in, you expect it to be great. There's fun stuff in there. It's just a boring, long, overly savvy movie.
0: Yeah. And just kind of, you know, like the lightning bolts. Yeah. And like you said, there's these things that sort of like pop into the movie and you're like, oh, this is going to matter. And then but they don't really like play it the way they should. Like the thing with the kid. That's what I wanted to talk about. Is that Boy kid makes the movie for me. He has the most genuine smile. Totally. And he like he's doing that thing where he's like holding his breath and making his hat pop up off his head like that is hilarious. And then, you know, he goes to to Redford and is like, hey, uh, maybe you can help me make a bat. And he's like, let's go get a piece of lumber and we're going to make
1: a bat together. I like that, too. But
0: they don't I don't know. Maybe I fell asleep during that part. But do they show him make the bat? I don't think so. But then at the end, I believe that that's supposed to be the bat because he breaks Wonder Boy and then the guy brings him and It's called like the Savoy or something that has some weird name on it. And then that's the one that he hits the home run and breaks the lights with. But I may they, have
1: fallen asleep, too.
0: It's just not explained enough. Jeremiah, you see, the whole point is he didn't need Wonder Boy. He could have done it the whole time on his own. Well, and then, I mean, there's the whole like his. Here's the thing. Two separate women try to kill this guy in this movie. Well. Right. And the one that does love him, he knocked her up and disappeared. So it's like, man, Roy Hobbs, I guess the, you know, like the the lesson learned here is,
1: you know, keep it in your pants, buddy. You're not having you're not having the best luck here. That's that's the pull quote from the podcast. The lesson of the natural is keep it in your pants. I
0: mean, I mean I do love that whole it was very Forrest Gump kind of moment where he's like he doesn't know that he's like he got a daddy named Forrest too. You know, and he's like is he small?
1: Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to do some editing of this podcast, Jeremiah.
0: No, that's staying in. Oh, good. That's okay, great. In. But yeah, I just there's just too many things that don't really add up. There was like there was notes that they could have hit and didn't, and then the ones they did hit, you're kind of like, huh. all right. But I do appreciate your synopsis of this was this was kind of a it's a it's a blueprint that these other movies that we do love are sort of made off of. And I get that. I mean, there is some, there is a lot of, uh, you know, like headline montages. I do love spinning me some Robert Duvall. newspapers, yeah. Yeah, a lot of spinning newspapers, yeah. They're big fans of that. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a bad movie.
1: Everyone's dad likes this movie. I don't have to like it. We can improve on stuff. It's okay. This is not... Some movies don't age well. I don't think this movie aged particularly well. And that's fine.
0: It'd be cool if more dudes made their own baseball bats, though. That's true. I'd be into that.
1: How many pickles do you think made their baseball bat this season?
0: Not a single one.
1: You you don't think Leo Mosby did?
0: Leo Mosby might be the one guy. Exactly we're gonna wrap it up uh thank you as always to marimba mike for the intro music dusty fox for the outro music uh quick thank you to uh, joe simons joe hieronymus uh, bruce gray jake silverman who am i missing sam whiteley uh cassidy quinn I think DJ might be BA,
1: everybody. DJ Flash, Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets, Ross oh, yeah. Campbell, yeah, Alan DJ Miller, Flash Johnny Gordon Harvey, all the interns.
0: Yeah, I was just I was just thanking all the people that co-hosted this season of Brian time with me.
1: Oh, well, just me then. No one else needs to be thanked.
0: Yes. Mostly just Joe. Um and
1: Cassidy. Cassidy's very nice.
0: Eric the peanut guy from Tri-City is also a very sweet man. There you go. Uh
1: He yeah. is a sweet man. Yes. I met he him. He really
0: is. Yeah. yeah. He's he he. He's one of those guys that's so nice it makes it hard to even be uh like joke around with, you know? Sure. Like there's it's just too genuine. It's all right. the time. Like he's like Gabe Scoros the same way. Very like earnest. Gabe, yeah, like, you know, and it's like you just want to like throw some kind of weird joke at him and watch him like, oh hey man. Are you serious? Like, yeah, we don't talk like that. <laughs> uh yeah, all the people that uh, stepped in to uh, co-host this season have been great. Uh, over the off-season, please feel free to email bryantime503 at gmail.com. Follow along at uh, brintime underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, yeah, we'll see you in June, if nothing else. Bye. Bye. This is my job. Yeah. Oh, baby, that's hard to
1: change. And she is white hot.
0: Yeah. Huh. Light the spark out at Lens Park. Cracking wooden bats, slapping, illuminating the dark. Popcorn, sunflower seeds, PDX and North Precious in the West Coast League. Yeah, Portland. Never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brine
2: time. Home of the pickles, right time, right time, that's the home of the pickles.